Hello, hello, and welcome to the You Do You Hum podcast, a place to provide you with motivation, direction, and for me to be your very own cheerleader. If you are looking to move from where you are now to where you need to be, keep listening because I am going to share with you the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way from my 10 years experience in mental health. This podcast is sponsored by my goddamn self. So if you are looking for home scents and affordable fragrances, look for Splendid Bliss on Facebook or Instagram. But for now, let the podcast begin. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the UDU Hum podcast. It feels like I've been away for ages. I only did a self-love affirmation last week with you, um, but because I haven't done a talking episode, I feel like I'm out the game. I'm out the game. Um, I hope you've had a lovely week. I hope you're doing well. Um, I am recording this on Sunday, so it will be posted out tomorrow. And um, I've had a really lovely week, actually. Very busy, lots on. Um, and I had some guests yesterday. So we had friends from Sheffield um, and Dublin. And it was really, really lovely to see them. Um, and also another friend from our way. And we just had such a nice time. It was really nice just to connect with people and be around good people. That's what we all need, don't we? We need to be around good freaking people. Um, I do have an announcement to make as well. I will be speaking at the Kent Wellness Festival, which I am beyond excited about. I am so excited for because I obviously speak all of the time in my mental health training business, Laura about Training and Consultancy, thought I'd get it in there. Um, but this is something, you know, away from that slightly. This is about the podcast and talking about self-love. And, you know, that's why I called this podcast You Do You, because I think it's really, really important that it all starts with us. And in order to recover, in order to get to where we need to be, we have to put ourselves first. At some time or another, it has to begin with us. So I'm absolutely buzzing about doing that. I am going to be four weeks until my due date. So hopefully baby doesn't pop out when I'm doing a talk. Um, I'm sure it doesn't work like that. I'd love it to. (laughs) Popped out, done. Um, But yeah, so I am going to be very, very pregnant. Um, But let's just add another challenge in there. Why the hell not? I mean, I wouldn't be me if I didn't. You know, I'm not somebody to really slow down, am I? Let's be honest. So um, yeah. I will be very nearly about to pop. But it's all good. It's all good. I mean, I've got an opportunity like this. Why wouldn't I go for it? Um, It's something that's been in the pipeline for quite a while um, that I've known about for a few months, but I couldn't really talk about it yet because I was just too keen. (laughs) But now I can. It's official. They've announced it on their social media platforms. So I can now shout from the rooftop. So I will be at the Kent Wellness Festival. I believe it's Saturday the 10th of June. Do get your ticket. It's like if you're listening to this podcast, you would love this event. It's something that I would happily go to as a visitor. It's got like talks all day on mindset, motivation. There's different stalls. There's psychics there. There's like complementary therapies, crystal stalls. It's definitely, definitely up a lot of your street. So, um, you know, I would get your girls together, get the lads together, get down there, you know, and and do something nice for your well-being, you know, rare that we do that, you know, weekends can be spent doing, you know, chores or, you know, things we've got to tick off the list or focus on everyone else. But how about focus on you for a change? How about that? That is something that I think would be really, really good for you. Um, Tickets are £20 as well. So they're not breaking the bank. Um, 
and it is in Maidstone. So yeah, do have a look at that Kent Wellness Festival. If you put it in Google, you'll see it, but it does look wicked. It honestly looks so good. And I'm kind of hoping that when I'm there, once I've done my talk, I can kind of listen to other people's. Who knows? But we'll see how I go. See how I go. I might be like, I'm so tired. I don't know, but we'll see. And pregnancy-wise, doing very well. Um, I am very, very tired though, I'm not going to lie. So our little baby is waking me up at like five o'clock every day, kicking my bladder, kicking like nuts um, and waking me up. And look, I'm not going to complain because I'm so fucking grateful that he's here. Um, but yeah, he, he just, he's got no chill at the moment. He's got no chill. He's just loving life, kicking me galore. It's just like he's like bouncing around in there. So um, yeah, it is funny. Uh, I also went for a midwife appointment recently. And once again, you know, he was difficult to find in terms of finding the heartbeat. He just darts around like he's so naughty. Like when we were at a scan and you were even just trying to like, you know, measure something, he'll turn over, he'll move, like, he's just not compliant at all, he really reminds me of my husband and me, like, we're, we're just, Andy is so, someone that is so, like, I'll do what I want to do, and equally so am I, like, we're so headstrong in that way, so our son is no different, <laughs> so we're gonna have our work cut out for us, basically, Um, so I am now 25 weeks, Um, starting to feel a little bit like, you know, the weight now, my back's hurting. Um, however, I can deal with all of that. Bring it on because I do not care. Someone said to me, like, do you care what labour you have? I'm like, I'm not fucking bothered. Like, just get him out. Like, as long as he gets out and he's healthy and he's here, I do not care. I'll do whatever I've got to do. I'll take whatever, not take whatever. I am not bothered. Um, so we'll see. Um, so we have been um, like looking at different things we've got to buy. I've been making a list. So yeah, it's um, it's a lot, isn't it, a baby? There's, there's a lot to do. Um, and I'm somebody that wants it all done right now. Um, so Andy has to kind of slow me down at moments and say we've got time. But I'm someone that's like, I need to get ahead of the game. Um, but we will, we will, we will, we will do it. Um, I'm currently sitting in the office, which will now be our spare bedroom with my desk. And then the spare bed will be, the spare bedroom will actually be the nursery. So we've got that to sort. But um, I just found the nursery furniture today, actually. So I'm really excited about that. Um, excited to buy that, put that up. Not that I would, because I'm rubbish. <coughs> oh, excuse me and um yeah get that done so so that's a little bit of an update on us which is very exciting um but I'm really really excited to do this episode today because I think this is really important and this is something that I would really urge you to listen back to especially when you're in that heightened state of anxiety okay because I'm going to share things with you I'm going to give you a different perspective to actually fight back anxiety when you need it okay because what I want to say about anxiety is remember this is your fear response that's been activated, okay? This is essentially your your brain's mechanisms, your body alerting to you that there is danger present. Whether there is actual danger or not um, is dependent on the situation, but your body has been reactive and it's reacted to that and that is why you are starting to experience anxiety, okay? Um, and it can be very, very challenging because if you're experiencing anxiety all the time, you're going to feel quite depleted of your emotions and you're going to feel quite exhausted, okay? But what I want to say to you is that anxiety lies to you it, and lies to you a lot because in order for it to be a fear response, it is always going to look at the worst case scenario, the, the, the worst outcome ever because essentially 
essentially what anxiety tries to do it tries to keep you alive it's trying to make you be alert it's trying to keep you safe so you know if there is a situation it's always going to look to the worst case scenario because it wants you to avoid it it doesn't even want you get to get close to that situation so it's either going to want you to avoid it or tackle it head on or perhaps you'll even freeze where you'll be like I don't know what to do I can't deal with it because you're in a state of panic okay and what I want to say to you is, as I said, anxiety lies. It lies big time, okay? Because it's not logical, it is reactive, and it's irrational a lot of the time, okay? So there are many things that you're feeling anxious about right now that will probably never ever happen and yet we've placed so much emphasis on this it's affecting our present moment it's affecting our future because of our thought processes okay and what I want to do I want to go through some things that we might think because of anxiety that is actually not true okay and we're going to break this down and we're going to break down why that is so Do listen back to this if you are feeling anxious, if anxiety is kind of crippling you and it's all over you. Listen back to this because I'm going to share some harsh truths about anxiety and how it is just an absolute arsehole for us, okay? So I'm going to go through different things that we might think of when we are at our heightened state of anxiety. And when we start to think several of these things, that just increases our anxiety and it actually starts to impact our behavior moving forward and that is something that we don't want because anxiety is a feeling okay it's something that we experience it doesn't then have to start to materialize into our behavior and how we view the world it does often but if we can kind of make a barrier between us and our anxiety we can then notice the anxiety and go well that's anxiety okay I, I can notice that Okay, so first things first, then this is something that a lot of us will think when we're in a heightened state of anxiety. People don't like me, okay, and we might think that for a majority of reasons. There might be many reasons. So it might be that you walked into a room and it went quiet. It might be that people are planning a birthday party for you, a surprise one. It might be that people were talking about something that you wouldn't feel comfortable talking about. Um, they might be speaking about somebody else that you're really close with, so they wouldn't want to speak about that person in front of you, okay? There are many, many reasons why people will go quiet when you walk into a room, but instantly we think it's something bad, and we instantly think that it's because people do not like me. Okay, we jump to conclusions. This is all about jumping to conclusions. Another reason why we might think people don't like us is because we're in a scenario where people aren't very chatty. They're not really giving us much back in the conversation. You're asking them questions and they're like, yep, yeah, yeah. And the conversation is just is just ending pretty quickly. Okay, it might have absolutely nothing to do with you, but everything to do with them and their experiences at the time. You don't know what they're experiencing. They might have had an argument with their partner. They might experience mental health difficulties. They might have just been having an off day. They might be hungover. Um, they might have just been um, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, there could be many, many reasons why somebody isn't very chatty, you know, instead of us thinking it's because people do not like me. Another scenario, you text someone and they haven't texted you back and you have noticed that they're on social media. So they might be replying to someone's stories or they're on their stories or they're on Facebook or whatever it might be. And you're thinking, well, why haven't you texted me back? Like I texted you yesterday. 
there could be many reasons as well you know it could be that they haven't opened their whatsapp because they're trying to avoid someone else it could be that they are waiting to have time to speak to you they don't want to rush your text and go yeah I'm good thanks how are you they really want to get into it with you it might be that they're thinking oh I'm going to give that person a call um, it might be that actually they are going right well I need to focus on this first I need to get these tasks done then I'll move on to my messages okay but instantly all the scenarios we internalize them and we think we must be the problem and that is not the case okay that is anxiety lying to you okay you need to remember in these scenarios where are the facts for this where are the evidence that this is definitely the case and if it isn't certain then it's not a fact it's still working on an assumption okay so the fact that people don't like you and you thinking that is absolute rubbish because you actually have no evidence for that whatsoever the only evidence you really have is if someone says I don't like you you know, I do not like you or no one wants to spend time with you. And they've told you that, you know, that is your evidence that's right in your face. But equally, when you hear, when you internalize people don't like you, how does that then make you feel? That makes you feel rubbish. That makes you feel on edge. That makes you feel cautious about other people. That makes you feel really cautious about what you say and what you do. And, you know, when you go into different scenarios, that makes you feel very uncomfortable. So it's thinking about when you have that thought, is this true? And going back to all the reasons why it might be something completely different, should we really focus on me or could it be a different scenario here? Could it be any of them scenarios that I have thought of? Anxiety lies, Hans. It lies. Okay. I'm just going to pause now for an advert. This podcast is sponsored by Laura Burke Training and Consultancy. That's right, my mental health training company. So if your company needs mental health first aid or workshops around mental health, I'm your girl. I am here to provide tools and techniques to staff to help them improve their mental health. So if you'd like to find out more, go to www.lauraburke.co.uk. Thank you. Okay, so what do we have next then when it comes to anxiety tricking you? The next one that we might think is that we cannot do something. There is something that's been presented to us. You know, we've been asked to speak in front of people. We've been asked to complete a task. We've been asked to help someone with something. And instantly we think we can't do it. We're in a state of panic. We're in a state of fear. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. However, there are many, many things that you thought you could not do in life and you've got them done, okay? So when you are in this state of panic, think back to what you have been able to do and what you are capable of doing. And instantly, if someone has asked you for guidance or for their support or to help with a task, maybe at work, think, they have asked me because they already believe that I am capable, so why don't I, okay? And when we think we can't do something, it's because our brain's going, avoid, 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 I can't do this, I'm scared, Okay, and just because we're scared about something, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. Okay, you know, I still get scared, I still get anxious before a talk, but that doesn't mean that I stop, that means that I push forward. Okay, so what is something right now that you think you can't do? And I want you to really analyze that. Why do I think I can't do it? Who says I can't, you know? Do I just need a little more practice? Do I need to research a bit more? Do I need to get support from others? 
why do I think I can't do that? And is that actually true? Because I bet there's many, many things in your lifetime that you have, you thought, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And you did it because maybe you pushed yourself or someone encouraged you or you had to do it. And guess what? You got the job done and you did it and you did it better than you thought you would. So anxiety can often trick us and make us feel that we're incapable of doing these tasks and that is absolutely not the case so I urge you the next time that you have that thought that you can't do something say why can't I why can't I and if it's just fear feel the fear and do it anyway because fear shouldn't be the only thing holding you back because we're all going to feel fearful especially when it's something new and it's something that makes us feel um you know out of our depth okay but that doesn't mean you can't do it. I'll give you an example. So I do um, training for another company as well. And this particular training session that I had to complete was around burnout. Okay. And it's something that I'm, you know, very familiar with, um, but not as familiar as my other topics in mental health. Okay. So it's not something, it's not a training session I've already written. um, And it was presented to me. And I was quite anxious about it because I was like, oh, you know, I, you know, it's not my bread and butter. Like, I'm not used to it. Like, I've not not done much around burnout. And my husband said to me, Andy was like, Laura, just change burnout to stress. You have done so many training sessions about stress. You could talk about stress for hours, okay? There is no difference between stress and burnout, really. But yet you're placing so much, um, I guess, so much stress over this this training session because you hear a different word it means nothing you can still go and do this to the best of your ability and he is absolutely right just because it was a different topic and it was a different you know word it got in my head and I thought oh god like I'm not as experienced to do this etc of course I am 10 years experience in mental health and I can't talk about burnout of course I can but it was just hearing a different word I was like this is brand new oh no oh no good and how did you think it went went absolutely fine. I know my stuff. I'm a very experienced trainer and I got the job done. But beforehand I was going, oh God, this is new, you know, panic station. But that's because my brain was telling me, well, you can't do it. This is new. You're not experienced. You've not done this training session before. And it was absolutely fine. So there's another kind of um, example of how we can just get in our own heads time and time again and it is so so unnecessary okay another way that our brain will trick us is by telling us that everything is going to go wrong and when we think that everything is going to go wrong a lot of us might think well there's no point even trying because I don't want to set myself up to fail no one wants to fail no one likes failure let's be honest it's not a comfortable emotion for any of us we want to succeed in life so if we think that we're already going to fail fail at something we're going to be more likely to go nah sod that I'm not going to bother and then that keeps you exactly where you are and it doesn't get you to where you want to go so it just holds you back. So thinking that everything is going to go wrong, is that right? Is everything going to go wrong? Is everything going to, you know, uh, tipple over? Is it going to be terrible? Um, Or even if something does go wrong, does it go terribly wrong? Or do you learn something from it? You know, so there is always a lesson, always. So even if something did go wrong, and it wasn't great, um, and it wasn't a nice experience, you will know that, how to navigate that moving forward or what you might need to do differently or you will know um, 
how to be more prepared but there will always be something that you'll take away from it and we catastrophize we make something a lot bigger than it is and we see something that is making us anxious and we think well we can't do that because this will go wrong that'll go wrong that'll go wrong it's just going to go terrible but that is not always the case. If you keep telling yourself something over and over and over again, you are more likely to prove yourself right. So you could actually manifest this negative experience because you're worrying about it so much. Whereas if you let it go, if you say to yourself, let's see where this takes me. Let's see how it goes. I'm going to show up and do the best of my ability. Okay, you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. And that is where you are starting to let anxiety um you're not letting anxiety hinder you. You are pushing through your levels of anxiety, okay? And that is something many, many of us will experience, but it's recognizing, well, why will it go terrible? And if it did, I will learn something from it. And think about it. What is the worst case scenario? And maybe try and manage it. Say if it was, for instance, me, I hate being late. So my way of of not being late is by being early to everything. And by making sure that I say if I need to get a train, I'm getting a few trains before. I'm not I'm not getting a train where I just get there on time. I'm getting to the to where I need to be maybe an hour before, half an hour before, depending on where it is and what I'm doing. Because that makes me feel better. And I'm not going to get myself into a state where I'm I'm going to be highly, highly anxious when I don't have to be. I can prepare. I can do things differently. So everything is going to go wrong is an absolute fallacy. Okay. And last but not least, I will feel like this forever. Okay. When we are in anxiety, when we're experiencing anxiety a lot, it is very, very overwhelming and it's very draining. And we can often think this is this is for good. This is who I am now. This is a part of my identity. I am just anxiety. That's me. Okay. And that is not the case. Hence why when you um, look at kind of anxiety tips and tricks, we often say, say to yourself that this will pass because it always does. That is something we know for sure. Change is inevitable. Change is always coming for you. So no matter how you feel, no matter how anxious it feels, no matter how difficult it is, what we know is you are going to feel some sort of relief. You are going to soon be relaxed. You are going to be in a different headspace. You are going to be able to laugh. You're going to be able to be joyful. And we know that for certain because it is highly, highly, highly unlikely that you would stay in that space forever. It's impossible. So we know for sure that this is going to pass for you. But anxiety doesn't want you to hear that. Anxiety wants you to hear that you're stuck in this place forever and it's overwhelming you and it's controlling you. But that is not true. You are in control. You have the power. You just need to take your power back. And that can feel really, really difficult at times because anxiety can feel very disabling. It can. It can feel like it's happening to us and we have no control and we can't navigate forward. I always say this, it's kind of like swimming through mud, but one step forward, one step at a time, you know, reaching out to people, doing therapy, um, mindfulness, whatever it might be, all of that stuff will help in the long term. Okay. Because we know that things pass. We know that anxiety doesn't have to be forever. We know that people have like dips um, with anxiety and we know that people can get really, really good experiences. But what it depends on is your mindset and what you do moving forward. So I, so saying to yourself that I will feel like this is going to, like this is going to last forever. It's not true. 
it's not going to last forever for you, hon. It really, really isn't. It's just going to take a bit of time to get you into a calmer state. So if you're feeling this right now, I feel like this is like last forever. What I want you to do for me right now is take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Breathe in. And I want you to breathe out. And I want you to tell yourself that this will pass. Whether it's something you're worrying about right now, it's a current problem, or whether it's a hypothetical worry, it will all pass for you. And if you think back to your worries previously that have been and gone, you would never have thought at the time that they would have been gone in, you know, they're non-existent anymore. And yet here you are, here you are. So just remember that this situation will pass. So that is it when we come to anxiety and, and how it will trick you. So we've got the, the, you know, all of the tricks. People don't like me. You know, I can't do something. Everything's going to go wrong and I'll feel like this forever, forever. All not true. So what you have to do is you have to challenge these thoughts. The more you challenge them, the more you put a breather between you and your anxiety. The more you let them in, the more you let your thoughts spiral, the more anxiety will start to overwhelm you. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I really enjoyed uh, recording this one. So thank you for listening to me. Um, as always, if you like the podcast, please do share it on the You Do You Hum podcast on Instagram. Put it on your Instagram story. Um, we do also have a Facebook community, so do join us there. And I really look forward to recording next week. Um, if you have time, if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and rate it on Spotify, I would really, really appreciate it. it just means we get it to more people. Have a good day, everyone. Speak to you soon. Bye.